Play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Because you know where There's rubble enough Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Ladies and gentlemen, Morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Is no illusion. I want to appreciate everybody who reached out to express their condolences <laughs> oh, last night. But, Jeffrey, let me ask you this. When the Bills, uh, my beloved Buffalo Bills, were called, had a lead, uh, uh, stopped the Broncos, were called for pass interference. Okay. Think I was watching? Absolutely not. Right when the when the when the when the Broncos drove within field goal range, mm-hmm. missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. But there were too many men on the field, mm-hmm. too many Buffalo men on the field, mm-hmm. and the but Den- if you're going to block a kick, Denver subsequently kicked the field goal. Do you mm-hmm. think I was watching? <laughs> not a freaking chance. No, no chance in the world. I I I seriously recommend my. Method. It's my patented method for watching sports, and it involves particularly teams you care about. Well, Watch to be clear. Watching, your your method of watching sports of your team. Yes, the the best way to follow your team, to watch your team, your beloved, the team that you live and die with, is to not watch. Correct. Just imagine, for example, Ole Miss fans. Imagine if Saturday you had decided to enjoy all the lead-up to the game, right? All You enjoyed all the lead-up to the game, all the fall to all, all the discussions of a possible 11-win season, 12-win at that point. And then Jeff, when there's the, a playoff on the horizon. When the game kicked off. Well, they felt pretty good then. Yeah, yeah, but we knew it was coming. Correct. We knew it was coming. No, no, when when Georgia the, got their no, subsequent no, possession. Actually, I don't mind. Part of this method is you can watch early up until the moment that something bad happens. Correct. So, for example, for the Bills, up until the first play, yes. the fumble, right? I, then you just say, okay, I see how this is going to go. I'm out of here, protecting my emotions. And uh, I really do. I th- think, think back to all the agony that you would have been spared over the course of your life. That's what happened to me last night. I didn't learn. I knew they lost because I was following along. Right, you get score updates. But I didn't hear the excruciating details till well afterwards, till considerably afterwards. Like, I knew they lost. and I, I, but- I think, though, this is an interesting perspective. So, if you don't, if you didn't actually see it happen. Did it? Did it happen? No, no, no. No, oh, okay. I actually think about this. Yeah. When you when you're being retold all of the things that happened, because by the way, also yeah. on that pass interference, uh, it was fourth down and they went like all out blitz, right? On okay. fourth and twelve. So what's your question? So my question would be when you were retold. A, that, by the way, that's a bogus. That's a that's a crappy way to get a pass interference call mm-hmm. because anytime a hideous pass Correct. is that under underthrown, yes. what is the guy supposed to do? Well, turn around. Like, he was he's actually chasing, looking. He's chasing. He was looking. It, it was in, that that is a cheap ass. Not not just in the Bills. Just yes. generally that no, no, call he, underthrown balls. 
that the t- that the player is trying to stop and get back to, it should be sort of it should be like a charging call. Who Correct. Had the, who had the right away here? You Correct. know, it's a well, bogus see, call. It doesn't happen nearly as much in NFL and college because the the quarterbacks are better. Well, the punters are better. <laughs> right. oh, but this yeah. is something I see all the time in high school football and drives me insane. You'll see these really crappy punts and some poor kid that's like running around, like running and trying to block. Right. It like hits him oh, because it's like, right. and there's the yell Peter. It's like, it was a 12 yard punt. What's he supposed <gasps> to do? Like, he didn't see it. So, anyway, what are you going to say by of, not watching of, when, what? When you list out the things that were told to you, what actually upset you the most? Oh, no, no. I All I knew was the 12 men on the field. Okay. I mean, it really, and and, and that's, there was a lot of bad before then I, that. Then I didn't. Oh, I mean, during the course of the game, I knew things, but in terms of oh, the, I'm talking decisions. Oh, I'm not even talking plays necessarily. Yeah, no, I've read the Bills post mortem uh, today. Now I do do that because now I have the emotional distance. I'm just focusing on getting the proper people fired. Correct. <laughs> you know, you move on. Right. Yeah. No, let's. It's time to get down to business. We move on to get rid of Ken Dorsey. And uh, this is the uh, this is the other stage. It's funny, and I'm not going to spend too much time uh, too much time on the bills, except to, to say this: um, it is it is interesting. Advanced stats, like I read a piece in the Athletic last week that told me definitively that the problems with the Bills was not their offense. Right, the, the problem was not their offense. It was, I don't know, it was Sando maybe, whatever, who wrote. Sure. The problem with the Bills is not their offense. The problem with the Bills is their defense and sent stats to indicate that according to uh, EPA. Yep. Expected points added. Expected points added. They are absolutely one of the best offenses, top five in basically every category in the league. And I just read that and I thought to myself, They've gone up at, up until last night. Now it's six, five straight games without topping twenty five points, and now it's six. Yeah. That's the first time that's ever happened uh, since Josh. One guy wrote a comment on this story. Here, this is great, John B. I have always found the stat RPA much more effective at determining uh, the winner of an American football contest than EPA. The formula for figuring out a team's RPA is to look at the final score. That number multiplied by one gives you the RPA, real points accumulated, mm-hmm. and through history is a much more effective at figuring out which teams won the game. While expecting to score points is nice, actually freaking scoring them tends to be more effective. So my wife has adopted the Bills, and like you, um, she asked a question that I didn't really want her to ask beforehand. Yep. She asked the, who are you on? Who, as in, who did I bet on? Oh, okay. Because yeah. she didn't even do that. There's no way I would have taken that. It was seven last okay, night. That's what the was po- it? Like, you took the Bills. I, I, I was with. I thought the Bills and the Niners were undervalued this week. I right. thought everyone is like, and it's like, you're not right, going to get killing them, right. right? And so I was like, they got to beat the Broncos. Like, nope, nope. The problem Listen, they've lost to the Jets. <laughs> they've lost to the Pats. They've no, they've lost, lost to terrible teams. They've lost to terrible teams. Uh, Jacksonville's not terrible. The problem was. I, I've watched every Bills game, and I've I've said this somewhat tongue-in-cheek last night, but, like, down to down, when you watch the Bills, you are you are not as alarmed when you watch them. You just sit there and you go, they just, they're so sloppy. Like, they they're sloppy. They just have to get it together. They do have talent. They've Correct. Got, they just got to get it together. Well, it's just take care of the ball. Right, take care of the ball. But then at a certain point, you get to, and it's like even defense. You know, they make these stupid like judgment errors, and you sit there and go, just clean it up. It's a professional staff. Clean it up. They'll be fine. The problem is we're now 10 games in, and it's been the same thing every single game. Yeah, and they've got uh, they got the Jets next. That went well the first time. And then they've got the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys the next three. The uh, New York Times playoff probability ranking, which incorporates a million things. Yes. Uh, has strength build, of schedule has like the next at nineteen percent. It will be a it'll be a real stretch now if they make the playoffs. But I, again, this is this isn't just about the Bills because this is we're not it's not a Buffalo show. It's a Memphis show. What it actually the separate point beyond advising you never to watch the teams that you love play um, or only watch up until something bad happens. Uh, and I say that only facetiously. I realize that I miss 
some joy, more pain, but some joy by doing And I, I think it's purely tra- a trauma response. Sure. And I don't. I. You I didn't quest- decide to be this way. I think way. it's weird. It's a reaction. I, I think it's weird that I do this, and I don't actually recommend it. Life is to be lived and experienced in all the highs and lows. I'm just not quite there yet. <laughs> so, um, But the second thing I would ask, Jeffrey, is how do you know when your team has a bad year, like a really bad year, yeah. and appears it's broken for one reason or another, right? Sure. How do you know whether it's time to move on or that it's never going to work or whether, you know what? Tweak here, tweak there, stick with them. They're good players. They're good, whatever it is. And the next thing you know, you'll be right back at it. And I give to you two examples in two different leagues right now. I think you would have said at the end of last season that the Baltimore Ravens were a freaking mess. Yes. Right? And certainly in the offseason, you would have said that the Philadelphia 76ers were a mess. Sure. Right? Well, here we look. And obviously the Ravens have had some losses that are unaccountable losses, but I think most people would say that the Ravens are probably the second best team in the AFC right now. Yeah. Right. And may well go to a Super Bowl. Sure. They did make some changes, OC weapons like that. Yeah. But fundamentally and and their quarterback they paid their quarterback. And they paid their quarterback. They brought him back and made him happy. But they didn't trade their quarterback. They didn't fire their head coach. They didn't like they tweaked what the way that teams do, and it was a because you lose an you could change an OC. That's a little bit different. Um, and here they are, um, one of the favorites in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. And I could absolutely imagine that the Bills shift things around, make some key additions. Like, they got a quarterback. Next year could be in the same place. Hell, the Golden State Warriors, before they won the title again, sure. were in the lottery, right? And then you got the Sixers. All they did, really, was just get rid of James Harden. Yeah. And they didn't even really want to do that. Of course, he forced his way out of there, and Tyrese Maxey became a stud, and the next thing you know, there you are. It looked like, it looked like, hey, we were going to have to maybe, – maybe it's going to be time – Joel Embiid is never going to get it. Never going to get it done here with Joel Embiid. He's old. He's injury prone. When is it going to be time to move on, or is when is he going to force his way out? And now you've got absolutely one of the best teams, well, to one of the best starts in the NBA. How do you know when it's time? Because you don't want to hold on too long, sure. right? Like, how do you know when it's time, or when you think you know what winning's good? We've got a bunch of players here who apparently we think should be able to win. We'll just keep at it and see how the winning goes. Now, the Clippers have just tried this. They're like, well, might as well add someone else. to. We're, we're trying to extend our window. Sure, we got old, broken players. Not going so well there. Obviously, the moves that you make matter, too. I just think it's interesting to think about how you analyze. And the other thing is, is that when you think all is lost and your team is broken, it isn't necessarily forever so. I think the most important aspect of that entire endeavor is can you identify what the root cause of a bad season was? So is it the obvious? Is it injury? Is it the guys that we were paying the most to make us, you know, to get us over the top, did they get hurt? That kind of applies to the Bills on defense. Doesn't explain every problem, but it kind of does. Is it coaching? Is it game management? Is it injury? Is it James Harden? Is it... The OC in, 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 in Baltimore, is it? Is it, honestly, like, is it a, uh, a flawed rostered construction? Well, what's interesting, though, is the Grizzlies, right? The Grizzlies tried to identify, two years ago, yep. tried to identify what was wrong with this team. And they're like, you know what? Here's the problem. Uh, we don't have enough shooting. Right. Kyle Anderson can't shoot. DeAnthony Melton, we can't count on him. We're going to. We're going to get rid of those dudes, and we're going to bring in a real shooter like Jake LaRavia and a guy who can shoot and play defense like David Roddy, yep. and we are going to improve our half-court offense. And so you, diag- quote-unquote, diagnose the problem, and in diagnosing the problem and trying to fix it, you create more problems. Correct. And then I think the, the second key aspect of that is understanding 
far too often because in the end, it's scoreboard business. Like it's did you win? Did you lose? Like RPA, you know, was it real? Real points added. It is like right. in the RPA. end, the the, the accumulated point. real points accumulated. Right. That's my favorite stat. Right. Real whole points point. accumulated. You multiply that times one, and you get a pretty accurate. Uh, right, you have a record. Sense you have a win loss record, and so at a certain point, ignoring winning and losing. No, the EPA does. I get that, and I'm not like saying no, no, no. Stats I, don't matter at all. I am saying at some point when you go six straight games and the EPA isn't adding up to the RPA uh, on, on the scoreboard, there's some something's wrong here. Right. I the point. The reason why I bring that up is, I think the Grizzlies probably made knee-jerk reactions. And sometimes you have to accept we were on the wrong side of luck. Bounce here, bounce there, didn't go our way. Ball, you know, layup doesn't go in. Like, And so, therefore, it completely changes the or way we feel. here. Correct. Or, yeah. Like, it's you have to accept that. And so you're better off fortifying what you do already. Here's the point, though. As you try to figure this out, is it just luck as to whether you pick the right thing, or is it actually insight? Like, like I mean, like most things in life, it. it's a gray area. What? It's like most things in life, it's a gray area. Do you really believe that? Like, the Chiefs had a conviction on Patrick Mahomes. Do you yeah, think that like that, they really? That's at least a, that's a slightly different. That's a draft pick in terms of figuring out what's wrong with an organization. I guess, like the Ravens, the only thing to do was to get a new offensive approach. Correct. Like, it's one bring, bring your quarterback back. You could have imagined, though, that worked out. You could have imagined that worked out like Lamar's just not the same now that he's got to throw the ball. Yeah, like, you're asking him, like he's playing a system that yeah. he can't do. That, what you understand is that system takes advantages of his strengths. That's why they had it. You're telling me you're going to turn him. Well, it worked. Like, yeah. you know. Anyway, I, I, that was my 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 larger point is that is that fandom's a tricky thing, and running these teams a tricky thing, and figuring out what should come next is a tricky thing. Uh, but no, the Bills will not be making the playoffs this year. Happily, after the Pats game, I had already emotionally uh, given up on them. I do appreciate got a lot of expressions expressions of condolences, uh, and I have condolence, and I and I appreciate and I appreciate all of them. We did have the. Uh, uh, the Memphis it feels like the the women at the University of Memphis on a considerable roll. Eh, it wasn't a win last night, but they went to OT against the Lady Vols, so that was good. Twelve to three run to get to OT. They did lose, end up losing by ten. Men's soccer also in the NCAA tournament, uh, so good for them. We got lots of things to talk about. I haven't actually set the lineup. I was so distraught. <laughs> and 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 the, the lineup is, I think we're going to play, believe it or not, in the next segment. Chris Harrington will join us straight up at 10 o'clock. Uh, he's got a piece up at the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies. We'll uh, talk with him about that. Speaking of the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. tonight, Back to the scene of the humiliation. Well, technically they went there Sunday, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a different it's, it's Staples a different, Center or whatever. It's a, it's crypto, a different crypto. crypto. It's a different crypto. I still don't understand how you can be in bankruptcy and still have a stadium. <sighs> Grizz Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers. LeBron, by the way, is questionable for tonight's game. Um, Lakers not exactly lighting it on fire either. But they are good at home. But they are good at home. And uh, and it just doesn't have any oomph from last year whatsoever. It doesn't I, have the same. Z, it doesn't. Doesn't have any particular resonance from. I don't think so. Like, there's no Dylan Brooks here. There's no John Moran here. Like, there's there's a struggling Grizzlies team that is desperately, uh, you know, trying to just scrap for any win it can possibly get. And then there's a a late, who the, who who's anyone gonna hate here? I mean, you, you're free to go ahead and hate whatever Laker you prove, you choose if you like, if you wish. I mean, that. I do think there's, there's no particular bad it, it, blood. It here. is not as well publicized, but I know Drew, I think, has written about it. I think to Michael's written about it. There is a legitimate rivalry between uh, uh, between uh, Austin and Drew and, and yeah, Desmond. Des. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, I th- th- that, that dates back to college. Yeah. That is true. 
at an individual level, there right. is that. But that is... And the truth of the matter is, I suppose Jaron and Dez could feel some kind of way about this game and the Lakers generally and whatnot. Yeah, but, like, Jaron's beef, I think, would be more with the Warriors. You know, when Clay, remember Clay, when Clay tried to, like, clown Jaron and something like that. I, I, there's just not, there's not as much heat on this one. No, Jaron, to his, to his everlasting credit, Jaron doesn't really uh, get involved in that kind of yeah. thing. And and good for him. Do you take, um, do you take comfort? Listen, the, it, looking at the Grizzlies' record does mm-hmm. not give you comfort, no. right? But looking at the standings, here we are, ten games in. We're we're not halfway to Jaws' return, but we're on our way to Jaws' return. Uh, looking at the standings, the Grizzlies are exactly two games out of the play-in. So I don't that take you, that. That's nothing. I don't take, given the calamitous start. It's nothing. Listen, I made the wrong call on the when you offered me eleven and fourteen. I can't admit that I made the wrong call. That's I would still argue the fact that you kept offering the same deal <laughs> proved that it right. wasn't a good deal right. to begin I with. Was just trying to be nice. Correct. But part of the idea of why I wouldn't take that is I I didn't think that they would be able to play themselves out of it as they have. So do I take comfort in it? Not really, because like that was something I kind of expected. And the bigger problem that I keep seeing is I'm still not convinced that, obviously, when you add Ja, ja back to this team, they're clearly going to be better. I'm still not convinced that they are going to be the type of team that they need to be to even play themselves into relevancy. Um, I don't know, like, and how much of that is just because, like, Stephen's not there. You know, like, again, it's not anyone's fault. It's just, okay, we thought Jai was going to be returning, initially at least. We thought he was going to be returning to a, ste- to a team with Stephen. Now there's no Stephen. Or how much of it is because all the other solutions that we looked at as possible solutions have come up empty. Uh, Jake LaRavia. It's, know, that's a huge uh, part. Like uh, the, Zaire. Because, like, on um, a lot of these, it wasn't even as if you needed – all of them to hit. Like we've had the years, them to hit. We've had the years where like, I remember one year we did like it was like eleven things. If these things happened, they could be they could be good. Right. It's like well, it's not you needed that many ifs, but you needed a few of these ifs, and you're coming up like demonstrably with no's. Well, so I'll tell you where you have the yeses. Right. You have a yes in Desmond Bain. Yes. Right. Yep. Everything you could have wanted from Desmond Bain, you have in Desmond. Agreed. Bain. I think you have obviously didn't play well last game. You got a a, a yes from Jaron Jackson Jr. Agreed. Um, Luke Kennard's back to being Luke Kennard at least. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we have some inflated idea of what he is now. I think we understand his limitations, but he's back to being Luke Kennard. I think beyond that, what you're basically arguing for is okay. So everybody else has kind of disappointed, right? Yeah. Our refuge here is, but the reason they've disappointed is because they're being asked to do something they can't do. And so when Ja comes back, all of that gets fixed too. Like when Ja comes back, and we've already seen it with Gilliard obviously starting at the point, you're going to get a better Marcus Smart. So far the Marcus Smart experiment, nice him to deflect the ball to David Roddy the other day and everything, not exactly setting the world on fire. Can we agree with that? Yes. So, so we're Although I do think since adding Gilliard to better, the point, clearly. like it's better, and that's and somewhat so that, encouraging. That's encouraging. So we're going to get oh, – okay, Marcus Smart hasn't set the world on fire. He's going to be so much better when Ja returns. You look at David Roddy, for example. David Roddy was – I don't think he was really getting ripped, but people noticed it was David Roddy missing those two wide-open threes against the Jazz. And like, what the hell, man? Come on, seriously, those are wide-open threes. Maybe once, once Ja comes back, he's not going to be asked to do as much – the main um, thing for me with Roddy is I, I just cannot watch more of him having to play the four. He can't do it. Teams pick on him. And right. as long as that's not the – if that's not what he's being asked to do, then I can live with it. And so I, that's all. I think that's what we're left to. I, I, do, do I think – I mean, can you even talk about um, Memphis in the same breath as, you know, Denver? You know, no, going, no, to no. The, going to the Western – going to the finals or whatever? No. But – I actually, you know, let, let's say that over the next, let's assume they've stabilized a little bit, right? All right so the next 15 games without so job. They're, they're, they're two games out of the play-in 
after 10 games. Yep. Let's say that they can stop the beating a little bit, and they can be four games out of the play-in after 25. See, I think that's a problem. I think you need to maintain. You're at 2-8. and eight. You need if, to... you, if you're only four games out of the play-in when you get job back, I think you absolutely have a realistic chance of getting to the play-in. You do. I also think, though, that this— That would is, be Nirvana. I think you need to accept—this is kind of the other reason why, why I don't feel great. I think, for the most part, De- Des and Jaron have been really good this year. And, yeah, maybe they haven't had their best game every night, and some nights maybe they haven't played— amazingly simultaneously, but for the most part, they've played really well, and for the most part, the Grizzlies have been non-competitive, and that has been alarming to me. Yeah, uh, I find myself being the optimist. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm looking for, can this be an interesting season from a viewer's perspective, right? And I th- and that, re- that requires some postseason uh, chase, at least, to try to get into the postseason. And I am here by telling you that I think... And I do think this is a will, point of view As long as issue. they are within, certainly within four, five, six, seven starts to get a little distance. Yeah. If they're within four by the time Jock comes back, I'll take that. Because it also, by the way, implies that the teams above them are not exactly lighting it up if they're still within four. Like New Orleans is four and six. Phoenix is four and six. The Lakers tonight, they're five and five. Freaking Golden State is six and five. Like none of it's going to be a muddle. Um, Clippers are three and six. Portland, three and six. San Antonio, like there's a bunch of crappy teams there. And I think if you're within four, you're within shouting distance. By the way, Another team that fits my description of a team that was total crap at the end of the year, looked broken, can't get out of it, what are they going to do, it's just not working, mm-hmm. that I can take comfort as a Bills fan, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas was a mess. Correct. Dallas was Dallas tanked at the end of last year. They mm-hmm. shut it down. They were dysfunctional. It was a disaster. And there Dallas is uh, right now. At eight and two, so there you go. All right, we're gonna we got Chris Harrington coming up next, ten o'clock. Uh, we're gonna play Believe It or Not coming up in the next segment, and we got a whole other things to talk about as well. I want to tell you that Robert Irwin's annual Black Friday sale is going on now. Don't have to wait wait for Black Friday. Black Friday sale is going on now. With every purchase of two hundred ninety nine dollars or more, you get a gift. Uh, buy a gift, get a gift. So, for example, buy her a diamond flexi bangle bracelet. She'd love that for $14.99, $1,499, and get a Yeti cooler or an Xbox Series S. Buy a two-carat diamond right-hand ring, only $19.99. Get a free Samsung TV. Buy a gift, get a gift. See how this works? Buy a three-carat lab-grown diamond tennis bracelet, $28.99. Get a PlayStation 5. Buy a half-carat diamond hoop earring set in 14-carat yellow gold. These stunners uh, feature 18 brilliant cut shimmering diamonds, only $699. Get free Apple AirTags or a Wonder Boom 3 portable speaker. Buy a gift. Get a gift. How does that? How fantastic is that? At Robert Irwin Jewelers, plus all the regular things. They're wonderful uh, to work with. They're passionate about what they do. And the annual Black Friday sale is going on now. they got five convenient locations. See store for details while supplies last. Check them out online at rijewelers.com. Back in a moment is Jeff Cock and Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm P.J. Glasser with BeckQL. Maryland is 19.5-point underdogs to Michigan on Saturday in College Park, and you should take the points with the Terps. Michigan has the ultimate sandwich spot, capturing a huge win on Saturday versus Penn State and looking ahead to Ohio State in a couple weeks. Last year, the Wolverines beat Illinois by two as 17.5-point favorites the week before Ohio State. Take Maryland plus the points. I'm P.J. Glasser. Bet smarter and beat the books with BeckQL and download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, 
The most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional grade supplies for every industry, even hard to find products. And we have same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you want the perfect holiday shopping shortcut, I've got three words. Get to Kohl's. I just went and found great gifts for even greater deals, like toys for up to 25% off. And with my 20% coupon, I got fleece for my family under 20 bucks and a cookware set for under 75. Plus, I got $10 off home finds as a Kohl's Rewards member and earned Kohl's cash. So if you want the season's best for less, you know where to go. Select styles. Toys, coupons do not apply. Kohl's Rewards offer and 20% offer end November 18. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. With Black Friday appliance savings all month long at the Home Depot, we're making the holidays merrier by making holiday hosting easier with our lowest prices of the year on Whirlpool Kitchen Appliances. Get everything you need to store all your holiday favorites Dinner's ready. and the leftovers with top brand kitchen appliances at a great value. Save up to $2,300 on select kitchen packages, including top brands like Whirlpool with Black Friday savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Are you looking for homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-7283 on the web, rookinsurance.com. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A., member FDIC, equal credit opportunity lender. Old school jewelry stores here in Memphis don't like what Genesis Diamonds is doing, but regular folks here are asking, what took Genesis so long to get here? Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine, and Genesis Diamonds is a game changer. More selection, higher quality, extreme value prices like you never knew existed, top designers, non-commissioned experts, and ironclad warranties. Genesis is the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans. The owners are Tennesseans. They've dominated the jewelry scene in Nashville for nearly 20 years. Their store here at Poplar and Perkins Extended will blow your mind. Diamond rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, thousands of engagement rings, colored gemstone jewelry. It's a jewelry superstore with no pressure, no games, and no phony pricing. Also, you've got to see their amazing selection of luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Pristine watches in pristine condition, value priced. They have all the hard-to-find models in stock. So what are you waiting for? Hit up Genesis Diamonds in Poplar Commons at Poplar and Perkins Extended. You are going to thank me for this. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. The Chase Inc. Business Premier Card is made for people who make things happen, like me. I'm Sam, founder and CEO of Manifest, a product design company that makes everyday products design smarter. I get 2.5% cash back on purchases of $5,000 or more, plus unlimited 2% cash back on all other purchases, which helps us make more smart ideas into a brilliant reality. The Inc. Business Premier Card. Learn more at chase.com forward slash business premier. Chase for business. Make more of what's yours. Real business owner compensated for their participation. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions on limitations apply. Cards 
are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. Any member FDIC. The Gillette Intimate Trimmer gives you a gentle, easy way to trim your pubic region. Or you could try waxing. Nope. From America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. The best a man can get down there. Buy Gillette Intimate at a retailer near you. Fill your game day cooler with the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Smooth, real brewed tea with a 5% kick of alcohol. Look for the bright yellow cans. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Hi, this is Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. Looking to pop that big question? My family is here to help. Come meet with Philip or James to find the perfect ring. Have something truly unique in mind? Well, if you can dream it, and even if you can't, we can create it using state-of-the-art AI software. So before you shop online, stop by James Gaddis Jewelers and see why Memphians have trusted my family to help them express their love for over 70 years. Located in East Memphis at 4900 Poplar Avenue near Mendenhall. James Gaddis Jewelers, your family jeweler. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save all the stuff you really need and stuff you bought for fun. Stuff you've always really wanted this holiday at Amazon. Stuff that is discounted if you're naughty or you're nice. Stuff to buy your grandma who drinks her Chardonnay with ice. Stuff to make you big and strong. Stuff we can name in this song. Stuff for lawns and decking halls. Say big on stuff at Amazon. Stop. Hey, this is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast. If you're interested in what's happening with all the places where you consume sports, the Sports Media Podcast has you covered. Here's longtime NFL and NBA announcer Ian Eagle. Would I find this entertaining if I was sitting on the couch watching the game, or would this be a nuisance? Would this get in the way? Does it enhance the enjoyment for the viewer, or at some point are you becoming an annoyance? Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. means tomorrow's Wednesday. That means you can get to Pounty on Broad and ponder the holidays with 25-cent martinis between 5 and 6. Or half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine all day on Wednesday. But listen, Bounty would be a great place to go uh, for the holidays, whether you have a work event, whether you have a family event. Go out there and soak up the atmosphere. Fabulous food. Served family style. Uh, make a day of it. Make a night of it. At Bounty on Broad. Or just head there tomorrow for Wine Down Wednesday. Always a great day. Get the pork belly confit. 410-813-12519. Broad Avenue. All right, Jeff, we're going to play a little bit of Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe it. I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe 
believe it or not on the Jeff Calkins Show. Memphis Tiger fans should be enraged, enraged that they didn't, basketball team didn't crack the top 25 yesterday. Believe it or not. I don't believe that because I actually, they jumped higher than I thought. In the AP poll, they were the first. They were 20, what would have been, Correct. if you went to 26, they would be 26 with 53 votes. And by the way, uh, we mentioned um, that over the week, that, that a, lot, a lot of teams in the lower part of the top 25 had lost. Well, last night, bingo. Apologies to, to Pete Pranica. Uh, Villanova loses. Villanova ranked at 21. <sighs> Who scheduled So there you that? go. Do we applaud that scheduling the game at Penn? Like, I, uh, I, I, I'll go ahead and applaud. I'll go uh, ahead and applaud. I think I need to not be a hypocrite and say, right. as someone who wants more home and homes, right. I will applaud Villanova that. Going to Penn, good for them. You do also recognize why coaches don't schedule those. Right. Like, that, that's exactly. another reminder of why they do not schedule those. Um, I honestly, when I was like looking at it, because you do have to recognize, like the voters are not going to deviate a ton from week one and week two unless there are significant losses. The Tigers jumped higher than I expected. Like, I thought they were going to be kind of around the 30 range. Instead, they're at 26, which to me suggests... You've so got, now can they be in the top 25 next week? Uh, yeah, heading to, exactly. Yeah, I think they're, so. They're, they Before only have, they even right. handle Atlantis. Correct. I think they... I agree. Well, first of all, I refuse to get angry or upset about something that is totally irrelevant. So, especially uh, week two. Especially week two. So I'm not going to get enraged or uh, uh, about that. But no, I don't think they should be enraged at all. Also, uh, by the way, um, Tennessee was seven. Arkansas was 14. In that, over the, they have a, a power ranking over at the Athletic. Tennessee was number one. Dalton Connect has made a big difference uh, there, and um, um, Tennessee looks good. Uh, Tigers also signed Jared Harris, four-star guard, uh, the 86th ranked overall prospect overall. Uh, he has been uh, been signed, and so he's your first commit uh, for the next. With all class. due respect to all the Tennessee fans out there, I'm show me. Is that what you're I'm saying? Very post much season? at the point. Your postseason, yeah. Can't do anything. Can't do anything until postseason. That seems okay. They have proven that, that they can that, be that's extremely. A hell of a thing. It is a hell of a thing to be, though. I get it. I, I think it's fair. But given the randomness of postseason, again, it's not random over a course of of decades, which Rick Barnes' failure have been over a course of decades. So the randomness is accounted for by time. But, God, it's a long season to wait for to get to just to have to prove it right. in and, a one-game throw. And to be fair to Tennessee fans, it's not Tennessee basketball. It's Rick Barnes basketball. Right. Because when I watch Tennessee play, I'm like, that looks like a Rick Barnes team. Are there other so who else? Atlanta Braves, you're same way, right? Atlanta Braves, like the, this. They show won, me. They they won, winning the title, alleviated some of that. Some of that, and this course so young. Um, who else is there? An, an, another team in any sport? It's like the Chargers me up when you get to the postseason. The Chargers, always. I guess the Chargers. R- when, Rivers, when, Rivers, when you, all the way to Herbie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tennessee, wake me up. I get to the ten- postseason. I guess. Anyway, no, I am not. Penn State. I am not. Um, I am not enraged. Well, how about it? Like any Oklahoma, you know, like well, let's Lincoln, see, per, per, Notre that's a better, Dame. No, perfect Lincoln, example. Lincoln Riley teams. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll see how well you know me, Jeffrey. Believe it or not, I am all in on Ryan Silverfield. Believe it or not. I do not believe that. I do believe that you're all in on this team. Well, it's funny because I it's it's one of the great things about these shows as they line up with each other is that we have discussion in in the course of the two shows, but then you know the discussion spills over into the next show, right? We these these conversations are are uh, are continued, and so I was driving around yesterday, and I'm an avid listener, of Jason and John, and uh, but I think I wasn't clear enough yesterday because Jason was was suggesting that I was all in on Ryan Silverfield or all in on a contract extension or all like that. And but I'm not, I'm not, here's the truth. I reacted with enthusiasm yesterday to the Memphis football program because like, why not? Like to the, particularly, honestly, the Memphis football players, like sure. why not? Like what is the point on a Monday of focusing on whether I, 
It just wasn't my focus as to whether Ryan Silverfield should or would get a contract extension, the future directory trajectory of this program. I give Jason credit because he has been focused on that and on Ryan from the very beginning of the year. And so even yesterday, uh, he kept his laser focused on that. I think it's pretty clear that there's been general skepticism, certainly heading into this year, uh, certainly from you, certainly from me, about what the program has become under Ryan Silverfield. Yeah. The direction, the way he leads it in so in, in many respects. Um, I have been a skeptic. Didn't initially start out as a skeptic. You did. I started out with, well, this is gonna be, I hope this works. It's going to be great. Like, he had a great first press conference and that, you know, steering him through COVID and beating UCF. But, um, but you know what? I just decided like at some point when the wins start stacking up and they're eight and two, and you can only point to, to two losses, um, to Tulane and to Missouri, a Missouri team that just beat the hell out of Tennessee. I'm like, you can have, we can have whatever reservations we might have. But yesterday was not the time. This is not the time. Like, this is, here's the truth. Do I think they're going to beat SMU? No, I do not think they're going to beat SMU. Um, Do I think Ryan should get some lucrative long-term contract extension? No, I do not. If you want to give him whatever, a year or two tacked on at basically the same buyout, I think that's fine. I got no problems with that. Here's the truth. I just choose not to talk about it this week because I think the focus, I've, i I laid my skepticism aside temporarily to focus on the fact that that Seth Hennigan is a monster. Like, that guy is laying it. And it almost seemed disrespectful to me to be sitting there, yeah, but are they going to – like, no, I don't – like, at some point when you are hauling yourself off the ground and then going back into the game and leading your team to victory yet again and you're 8-2 – and I'm just going to applaud that. I'm just going to applaud the spirit. I'm just going to applaud the players. When you got a backup kicker coming in to kick a 41-yard field goal, who wasn't ever contemplated that he would be on the field this year, to send him into overtime to preserve this Saturday's win, I'm that I am all in on that. I'm on in on a walk-on kicker kicking a 41-yard field goal to set up this game against SMU. I'm all in on Seth Hennigan playing with a bum shoulder such that even if he grazes the ground, he seems to be in agony. I am all in on the spirit of this team, the resilience of this team, the fact that, honestly, a lot of people, including me sometimes, have given up on them, and they have never given up on themselves. But I'm all in on, like, Ryan Silverfield as the guy who's going to lead this team to the promised land. No, I think this year has been better in that respect. He's very clearly got some good transfer portal dudes, and like there, there have been some things. I, I feel a little slightly better about it than I did heading into the year. I'll be honest. But am I? No, I'm not all in. I'm not all out. I'm. I'd say I'm probably more out than in. But I'm. I'm. My main point is, is I'm just taking this week to be all in on the players, and then Monday, if they get blown out by SMU, then I'll have the other discussion. Yeah, I don't even use the word disrespectful. Like to me, it's almost ungrateful yeah, to just, see like what the, like. It's just not the time for me from from my perspective. It's not the moment. It's not the moment, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still think the biggest problem is the everyone is focused on record, record, record. And yes, it's that's the point. You play who's on the schedule. I think the record reflects more of level of competition than it does progress. Right. It also reflects that they haven't sunk to that level of competition. Correct. They're a decent football program. Correct. Right? What's the weird thing about this particular schedule is there are two really – well, now we're going to see another one. Yeah. But there's two really good teams on it so far yes. and a bunch of crap. Yes. And so they beat all the crap. At least they beat the crap. Correct. They're not the crap. They beat the crap. And that's that's better than being the crap. Uh, there was a time when they were the crap. Yes. I remember a time when they would regularly lose to Southern Miss and regularly lose to UAB and regularly lose to – they weren't just losing to the Tennessees and the Mississippi States that were also on the schedule. They were losing every year to, SM, to, to Southern Miss, yep. and they were losing to UAB, and uh, they were losing games to Tulsa. And they, so um, anyway, and my main point is, is I just to the extent – because I obviously wasn't clear enough yesterday – I am all in on this week, and I'm all in on Saturday, and I'm all in on this t- 
team. Hey, Jeffrey, uh, Michigan is America's team. Believe it or not. Jim Harbaugh said that yesterday. Said a lot of things yesterday. He did say a lot of things yesterday. We could go through some of the others if you like. Um, uh, I will, let me, I'll answer the question. I yes. do not believe that. <laughs> no, it's not. A, I, I, I do think there are people who, who people are sort of taking sides on this, right? He's fairly clearly no one in the, in the upper Midwest beyond Michigan. Is he there? anyone of that part of America's team, right? Yeah. The, what I do think he deserves credit for, A, I do not think Harbaugh's a dummy. What he is clearly doing, and I'm watching it through Mark and his group chat and like all his mm-hmm. all his college friends, he has galvanized their fan base. Uh, Ryan Glassbeagle, who lives in Chicago, one of my buddies, has said, like, "You go out and about in in Chicago now." He's like, "It's twice the amount of Michigan garb." Like he's galvanized their fan base. Galvanized the base. Correct. Yeah, he's fired them. They're not America's team. Correct. Definitely Michigan's team. Uh, he among the other things Jim Harbaugh said, uh, will he testify? He said. That's not my dance floor. I've watched a lot of shows. I've watched Judge Judy a lot. He's been in the audience. <laughs> He's been in the audience. Yes. Right, exactly right. Um, he sounded a little sick, but uh, he said he was not. He said, I'm the iron wall that viruses bash against and shatter. Yes. Something's going on there, but I'll get it worked out, work it out of my systems, do some push-ups, eat an apple. I mean, that's Jim Harbaugh. That's Jim Harbaugh medicine. Do some push-ups, eat an apple. Yeah. On how he handles I can safely his, say I've never heard that metaphor before. I huh? am the iron wall. <laughs> <laughs> how he handles his emotions. Um, uh, chickens. 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 You can testify to this. These chickens this true? are low maintenance and high production. They lay an egg every 26, 27 hours. They need water. They need food. I play with them, too. I let them out in the yard to run around. They're happy to see me. I've had chickens. I think that taking care of animals... Is soothing. Agreed. Feeding your animal, walking your dog, feeding your chickens. Like I I used to feed the sheep. Like that, I don't like chores, I'll be honest. Like I did chores my whole life growing up. I Mm -hmm. mowed the lawns, I pounded in fence posts, I cleaned the manure pile. I mean, the the, the shoveled ass out of the the sheep house. I did lots of chores. Transplanted trees, built a stone wall. Like my dad would have us out every Saturday and Sunday working. The part of the chores that I like, I like feeding animals yeah. like i like taking food out to my chickens uh you know like that's fu- that's so i can see that actually is therapy hey uh mississippi state should hire dan mullen believe it or not i've gone back and forth on this okay, on the give, one on yeah, the one give hand that. give me give me both i know i think it's an nfl thinking to say retread really it's actually worked a little bit in college. Like, there right. have been examples where it Give hasn't. Me the examples. But, like, Mac Brown, it's worked. Like, it, right. really, it really has worked with Mac Brown. And, right. for, like, what you have to establish is, for me, it's like, if a retread's going to work, if I'm thinking in college football, the answer has to be, if we hire this guy, is this guy going to motivate our money people and get us competitive? Oh, that's an interesting point. Now. And what does Max change? Max like, a politician. Typically, what I would have said, my worry isn't just. I mean, we hear it all the time. People say sometimes when when it felt like Ryan was on thinner ice, very people would bring up Justin Fuente again. Yeah. Right? My problem with the retread thing usually isn't that it's just it's old. We've seen it. Whatever else, it's that. Typically, when you hired these people, they were thirty eight. They were making their way in the world. They were busting down walls. Their career depended on it. They were working, you know, all the time. When you hire them again, after they've got had success, got a lot of money, don't really need the job anymore, they're older, and I, 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 they're just going... Like, I suppose some people are as energetic working when they're 59 as when they're whatever. Dan Mullen's only 40. What is he? What's Dan Mullen? Is he I think Dan's probably 50 50, now. whatever. So... Are they? Are you really getting the same Dan Mullen that you got the first time? Dan Mullen did work at Mississippi State. There's no way to deny that. But are you, if you hire him back, He's 51, getting the same Dan Mullen? Um, and but I think your point is interesting too. That the skill set now is motivating money people is a huge part of it. Correct. And where would he work there? I think 
as he has left, amongst Mississippi State fans, there's been more of an appreciation God, for him. Happy to see him go. But they weren't in the. They needed to see the Moorhead thing. Like it was at first, like you're happy to see him go. He's always been unhappy, whatnot. Right. But then you watch the subsequent coaches, and Leach was. I've. The irony was, it's like this was a team that was designed for Mike Leach to have success. It it ends the way that it does, and so now you're left. You're left here pondering what's next. My one concern with Dan is his success at Mississippi State was largely predicated on development and I identifying identifying and there is no development anymore. Now correct. with the portal people just leave. Correct. So I'm not ruling out that it would work again cuz I think Dan's a very good football coach. I just also think at Mississippi State you almost have to be somewhat of a gimmick type coach. You have to have an offense or basically really you have to have an offense that's somewhat unique and it's a it's difficult to prepare for and you're going to sneak up when somebody's not prepared for you. You schedule your way well, to your four the, non-con the, the wins. The name there is Jamie Chadwell. That's who I think I would lean to. At Liberty. He's only been there one year, right? Correct. He was at Coast. Coastal. And also, now he has some Mississippi experience. He was the coach at Delta State for one year. Wasn't a successful year, but then he he does have some experience in the state. It is funny, like... It's not about winning the press conference. It's just not. No, it's I mean, just Josh Heupel proved that. In terms of winning the press conference, in terms of being excited about someone, I if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I'm more excited about Jamie Chadwell than I am about Dan Mullen coming back. Because I can dream as big as I want. See, I think that would actually, be, I don't know, I would actually argue with Chadwell's offense. Like, Chadwell's offense has, a, like, a ceiling. Because it is somewhat, like, it is option adjacent. Right. And so there's a ceiling. With that being said, I think Chadwell would win a lot of games. Um, when a coach says there's zero chance they'll take a job, there's zero chance they'll take that job. Believe it or and not. And, of course, I refer to Dan Lanning, who said there I've is zero. I've got it zero- if you want it. Oh, sure. Let's hear what Dan Lanning had to say. My name and uh, our program would never be in the, a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here at Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your uh, family in a community like this, to be able to compete for uh, championships and have the ability to get the resources you need. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything, one, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like, I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. And our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. I believe it. Okay. So I don't believe the question that you ask is when coaches say it. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe no, it. But when Dan, I, when Dan Lanning yeah. says it. I find myself believing it, and there's a. Co- I don't believe ever, like I'm never, ever, ever gonna leave here. But he, I do believe he's very happy there, and he's not leaving there this year. I I believe him right now. Yes, I believe him right now, and I'm not even saying like, oh, he's gonna do this. Uh, every the- time he talks, I'm so damn impressed. <sighs> that makes two of us. Um, I keep going back to though. At first, when I saw. On Sunday, when my wife broke the news to me, so she's had two moments of news breaking to me that she uh-huh. relishes. She broke Kobe Bryant's death to me, and she broke Jimbo got fired to me. My first thought was when they fired him on Sunday, I was like, oh, they got they got their guy. 
But then when you start reading and listening to A&M insiders, I do not think that was the case. I think literally they lost to Ole Miss and Lane had trolled them all week about, you know, they've got all the talent in the world. Right. They're just trying to get bull eligible. And I think that really – got mad and they were going to fight them no matter what. Correct. And so they made that decision. I I think that I think that right now the A and M job could be the job that ends up getting a lot of coaches a lot of raises, and so I do find myself believing him right now. The uh, we asked yesterday because obviously both the coaches on both end of ends of that Mississippi State and Texas A yeah. and M the game Saturday were fired.